Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're in the middle of an Advent series here at Westside, and the last few weeks we've talked about hope and peace. Uh, and, this, and today we're going to be talking about love. And as we consider the birth of Jesus, um, his sacrifice for us, love can kind of be an easy word. And even with uh, the season of, of life that it is, we often have a lot of family gatherings and meeting up with friends, uh, friends we haven't maybe seen in a long time. And so love seems, love seems present. And I mean, we got Hallmark movies popping up like crazy at, at Christmas time. So lots of love around us. Um, this year at Westside, we've uh, start, had a ser- we're in a series called How the Messiah Saved Christmas. And uh, most of us, if not all of us, are probably familiar with the story of the Grinch. Maybe you've seen him around town. I heard he's a great guy. Um, apparently there's been Morden sightings. We've had some fun with the Grinch this year. And, and there's a couple familiar lines that are from the movie that will guide us as we talk about the love of God, uh, the love God has for us, and how we are a part of uh, God's love impacting the world. And so uh, the first line is very uh, familiar. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be perhaps his shoes were too tight. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. Today we're going to do a little heart examination. Are we receiving love? Are we giving love? Is our heart healthy? Is it operating how it was designed? And so two questions for you as you, uh, as, yeah, as we start. What would the people who know you deem the size of your heart? In the movie we see this uh, cartoon where his heart is just a small little heart inside what could be bigger hearts. Um, what motivates your love? Grinch absolutely resented the Hughes. Um, he, he didn't understand the happiness that they had. His own experiences and feelings resulted in him lashing out at the Who's and how they lived. These past few months uh, have been specifically trying for us, I'm sure. Uh, they've been a Grinch. Uh, it's been affecting my love. It's been so easy for me to want to just shut down and and I often feel like I have just nothing left to give. My energy is spent caring for myself, my family, and I have a hard time looking outside of our four walls. I'm often trying to distract myself or escape reality somewhat. Uh, it's so easy for me to just to grab my phone and go online and quickly become flooded with more opinions and controversy. And so it's just so easy for me to get sucked into, into negativity and to grow suspicious of people or even become irritated. And so it's, I've just found it so easy for my defenses and walls to go up. My natural instinct is often to just begin closing off and uh, to protect what I have. And the Grinch has really done, us, done a number on us this year as who's in stealing our love. Um, the battle for our hearts is real. And, and like a lot of things, we have to really choose to fight for love in this season. Um, and I just want to encourage you... Uh, if you, I want you to hear that if you're feeling the effects of this season on you, I want to encourage you to reach out to someone. Um, we're available here at the church. I'm sure you have people in your life that you could connect with that would love to walk with you, lend support. I uh, just want to let you know that as staff, we've found it, uh, we've heard appreciation, we've appreciated it, 
for our midweek prayer uh, abides and our Sunday morning Zooms together, um, you're welcome to join in and be a part of those. We'd love to have you. It's so easy for us to determine our worth from our experiences. Our love might not be a lot different. Are you seeing love around you? Are you the recipient? Are you focusing on it? It's pretty easy in this time to be distracted and to not focus on, on being love. It's definitely not easy to do uh, with all the negativity around us. Uh, to, to be loving is, is hard. However, I find my heart rejoices when I hear good news. Uh, it lifts my spirits. And so what in this current season is determining your love? Is it the news? Is it your situation? What, and what's your heart's capacity to love? I know that when I feel empty and spiritually dry, I have a hard time reaching out to others in love. Um, I'll look at the world around us, news, social media. It shows a polarized world. And so everyone has their own views and opinions, um, and that's all fine and good, but until it affects our ability to love. And I think we'd all agree that right now, the world, maybe you and I, could use a lot more love. A season like the one we're in uh, should bring out the best in us as Jesus followers. And yet, unfortunately, that's not often the case. With the pressure around us, our natural instinct is to become a little less generous, a little less compassionate, a little less forgiving, just looking a little less like Jesus. And, and we can often, yeah, kind of look pretty grinchy. I've come to the realization, at least for me, that the world doesn't need this from me right now. This is an opportunity for me to present an attractive alternative. And we're at a period in time where as believers in, of Jesus, man, if we were, our lights were shining, we'd be, we'd be for the whole world to see. And I guess that led me to thinking about, like, how is this possible? How, how can I live with this optimism, with this love for someone, and to not be distracted by all these things going on? We're going to look at a passage in 1 John this morning. It's chapter 4. So if you're at home watching this, um, hit pause, go grab a Bible, grab a coffee, uh, and then we'll look at this passage together. 1 John's a, a great little read. The Apostle John wrote this book to help believers uh, to get a clear picture of Jesus. Those who had not witnessed him physically walking the earth could read this and know what a relationship with him looked like. John wrote this book uh, to help us know the reality uh, of God in our life and, and to encourage us to continue the ministry of love. In 1 John, John presents Jesus' light, love, and life. So for this morning, we are in chapter 4. The first six verses uh, give us some insight that we should be cautious of just giving ourselves over to every popular thought. Uh, deception, false truths exist, and so that's definitely true for us today. Um, we're going to focus, though, on verses 7 to 21. John's message is, if you're in doubt of what is true and right, go to Jesus. John brings us back to God's love as foundational. God's love not only leads us in truth, but it also helps us determine our actions. And so as we understand the love he has for us, our capacity to love increases. 
So let's start off. Verse 7 and 8. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Love isn't something we muster, on our, muster up on our own. Love originates in God. If we're not relying on God, our capacity to love remains limited. Love is a defining trait of a Jesus follower because it's people who experience his love and it compels us to love. You can't be for God and not love others radically. God and love just can't be separated. So if we're not loving others, we might not actually fully know God. His love for us will change our hearts. The next few verses kind of give us an example of that, verses 9 and 10. So God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. We spend a lot of time appreciating this aspect of God, at least I do. I praise him for that sacrifice we love the idea that we've been showered with grace. I, and perhaps you, find it a little bit harder to live out the action part of this ourselves. Loving those who don't love us. See, there's a call here for us to live out this example as well. When our situations give us every reason to, to lash out, um, we're reminded of the love we're showing. When God had every right to lash out at us, he took on that punishment and he flooded us with grace. And God's, uh, God's love challenges us, us to rethink our natural responses and our actions. For the Grinch in the movie, being the recipient of love begins a transformation in him. When he should have perhaps been pushed away for stealing Christmas, he received an invitation. Jesus is saying, be a Mary Lou Who. Extend that invitation. Let's go on to verse 11 and 12. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. We're to be an expression of God's love to people around us. People should experience Jesus in, our, in their interactions with us. According to John, if we've experienced God's love, our conversations and actions will be enough that people won't actually need to physically see God because they've experienced God through us. Uh, and it seems pretty clear that if we claim to have Jesus, our lives are gonna be marked with love. People will see our Facebook and Instagram posts and be able to say, wow, that person loves Jesus and that person loves me. In our interactions um, at the grocery store, hockey rink, it should be obvious that that person loves Jesus because of how they're treating me. As we love others, we'll experience the presence of Jesus and he'll continue to perfect his love in us. Our acts of love to others result in deeper intimacy with him. I'm sure you have your own stories of 
where you acted in love and God began to do something in you, softening your heart, opening it up to new possibilities. Um, most of you know that uh, my family, our family spent a year in Jamaica um, and we had taken a number of trips down there to serve and to work uh, alongside the church there. Um, to move down there though was something I never really thought about. Uh, if I had been asked, the answer would have been a hard no, um, at least for me. God had already began softening Kathy's heart to the idea. Um, but one of the last trips down there leading a youth group, uh, I remember a close Jamaican friend uh, asked me pointedly, so are you going to move down here? And I remember answering with a, well, maybe. Uh, and the previous experiences down there had, had began preparing my heart for that ask. Um, if I had been asked that early, yeah, it was definitely a no. Um, but those experiences had nurtured me along until I was ready to listen. Yeah, and what an experience to have with trusting God. Uh, and we'll, as a family, we're forever, we'll be forever grateful for that experience that we had. Um, how God, yeah, moved in us and changed us. Uh, the chance to meet the people we did. Um, we never, this, all those things just never would have happened if, if we hadn't been had our heart kind of open to it. And so God is leading us on a journey to experience his love more and to share it with others. There's, there's a transformation happening in us as we say yes to God, as we love him. Um, God begins changing and softening our hearts. John continues on explaining how when we invite Jesus into our lives, the Holy Spirit comes to us and helps us learn and grow in the love we've experienced. It's not just a one-time transaction, um, it's a life to be lived. Um, let's go on to verse 16. We know how much God loves us and we've put our trust in this love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. We see God's open-hearted and radical embrace for us all. It's what attracts us to him, to be loved just as we are, loved so much that he's willing to walk with us, continually transforming our lives. As we put our trust in his love, it means that we believe that his love will carry us and sustain us. It's a trust in his love that our, present, our past, present, and future fears will not tear us away from him. A season like we're in now, Love will rule, rule our hearts. Love will be greater than our fear of sickness. Love will be greater than our fear of government. Love will reign. It doesn't mean that there won't, these won't exist. We won't have these challenges, this struggle. Those are still real. But when we know how much God loves us, love's going to take precedence over our fears and our insecurities. If love is not one of the words our community thinks about when they hear West Side, we've done something terribly wrong. The same goes for us as individually as well. Do our coworkers consider us loving? Do our followers on social media consider us loving? Love marks all we do. Verse 17, and as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. When we invite Jesus to come and change us, 
we begin to understand God's love for us. As we embrace more of this love that he has for us, we'll be so captivated and moved by it that it will result in us having a change of heart. There's a transformation that is happening in us. As we contemplate and process his mercy and grace towards us, our ability to love others will grow. Um, And this is the experience that the Grinch has too, where his heart has been softened by the kindness he's been showed. Once he experiences the love and the belonging of the Who's, uh, he's changed. Back to Dr. Seuss. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. God's love changes everything. And Christmas marks the beginning of Jesus' time walking the earth, revealing the love of the Father to the world. And it's a process and a journey, one we're called to and compelled to share in, helping others experience his love. And it's continually being revealed to us as well, that while we don't get the full picture, or maybe even a small grasp of God's immense love for us, he has us on a journey of discovery. And when we begin to understand the love that he has for us, our heart's ability to love increases. This season, um, as we contemplate the love of God, God sending his son to earth, kind of knowing full well what Jesus' life on earth would hold, and uh, may we continually hold our lives open in response to that love knowing that God wants to increase our ability to not only understand it, the love, but to live it out. And we've come into Advent exhausted and tired, uh, but the coming of Jesus is, it brings about expectancy and anticipation, like something greats around the corner. And the world around us is groaning and clamoring. And this little baby that we are celebrating is the answer to a lot of those cries. Our voices and actions united in love reveal Jesus to a world just desperate for him. We have an opportunity to invite people into the reality of Jesus by our love for them. My prayer is that our hearts would be captured again by the love that God has for us so that we can sing a chorus much like the angels Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to all on whom his favor rests. Let's pray together. Lord, just thank you for your love for us. Um, Thank you so much for how, yeah, Christmas time is a time of celebration, and as we ponder your love for us, yeah, that our ability to love and understand your love would grow. Uh, We want to be Uh, a people that are united in our love for others. Um, Our community, our city, our neighbors, um, we want to be united in our love. And we know that you are the one that creates it. You are the the original, um, the origin of where where our love comes from. And, And so we know that you're about that and we're about you. And so we're, yeah, we're committing ourselves to love. Um, Lord, increase our capacity to understand and then to also receive and then give out. And, and we want to be your people uh, in this time. 
Uh, We believe that you have us here for this period in time to be love, to be light, and to be life. So Lord, we just commit that to you. We commit our actions and our lives to you, that we'd be loving uh, people um, just to to everyone we meet. And, And this season, Lord, I think we're just just your story of your love for us is a great reminder of uh, what, what your love does to a dry and, and parched world. And so we look to you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining with us. Uh, hope you know that you are deeply loved. Um, and now let's go be love. Have a great weekend.